0: Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Hey guys, welcome to Season 4. I hope you enjoy the new adventures of Mike Walters. What sticky predicaments will he end up in? Hijinks will ensue. In Patreon news, that's at patreon.com slash woe underscore begon, the soundtrack for season two has just dropped for $5 patrons, or you can get it for $5 on Bandcamp. Link in the description. All of that and more at patreon.com slash woe underscore begone. Thanks to my ten newest patrons, Monica Quirk, Jesse Grace, Clid Haley, Maple Autumn, Alex Lemire, in 13 e 86 Melvis Gray Mystery, Eleanor in the Woods, Bryn C., and Samantha Topfer. Enjoy Woe begone, season four. When you are inside of a system, sometimes it can be difficult to see the flaws within that system, or to see how differently it is run compared to other, comparable systems. The things that you find to be standard operating procedure might be seen from the outside as something deeply unfair, unorganized, or unprofessional. It is tempting to lend an air of legitimacy to the institutions that you operate inside of, to think, well, I want to feel legitimate and I work within these systems, therefore these systems must be legitimate. We are more forgiving of the practices that happen right under our noses, because we can see the full thought process that got everyone there. It is easier to critique from afar because we cannot see the thought processes, only the materiality of the results of those processes. All we can see is what actually matters, which is how the institutions actually operate. This can apply to your workplace, your nation, your time travel institutions. When I started playing Wobegon, I was coerced into acknowledging its legitimacy. Not only was it the strongest force that I had ever personally witnessed, it was actively being used against me to my detriment. I didn't know of anyone else who was privy to this sort of power that I was experiencing. To me, Wobegon was all of time travel. They had a monopoly on the subject, and what they were doing to me was the way that things were going to be. They were legitimate whether I wanted them to be or not. It was easy to imagine that they were unchallenged, having been strong and resourceful enough to eliminate anybody who stood in their way, just as I had nearly been destroyed by Wobegon myself. Working at Over disillusioned me to that way of thinking. Over was truly legitimate in a way that Wobegon was merely pretending to be, I thought. They had the legitimacy of a government in control of the situation, of a physical operations site, of a security apparatus to protect those assets, and of the physical containment of the technology that they were wielding. That is, until they didn't. Until one day there was an enormous explosion inside one of their most highly-guarded buildings, and the technology that secured that legitimacy vanished. Once it was gone, it was clear that the legitimacy was never really there. I mean, they had me as one of the guards, for God's sake. Who knows how many other spies from how many other operations could have infiltrated even deeper into Over than I was able to. Hunter didn't seem to put Over's interest before his own, for instance, Marissa was down to break an inner with very little explanation required, that's suspicious. There's no way for me to know, but if you told me that like a third of every employee at Over was a spy for some other organization, I would be inclined to believe you. Now that it's happened, the downfall of Over looks like an inevitability, in hindsight. So I'm keeping on moving down the line of institutions, seeing each one as more legitimate than the one before it, so up next is the Flinchites. As it stands, they seem like they have it together. They definitely have enough disdain for the other groups to indicate that they think that they're better than everyone else. But are they better than everyone else? Could they possibly be better than me, the oft-described, most stupid, easiest-to-kill man? Huh? There's only one way to find out, and that is through trial and error, bloodshed and conspiracy and, of course, time travel. Because this is Wobegon. Calm down quickly in the blank white room with no door. It had been tempting to panic at first, but the introduction of a man saying that he was with the Flinchites made me more curious than afraid. If I was going to get dragged back into this, at least it would be by a new group of people with a new angle. I didn't like the old angles. I didn't know much about the Flinchites. I knew that they had severely injured me in a time that now felt like the distant past, but I didn't forgive them. I knew that they had roughed up my friends and didn't think too highly of Wobegon, and that was about it. The man who met me in the room was nothing like that. I was not afraid of him. I felt as though I was going to be reasonably accommodated. I still felt a pang of yearning for an ordinary life, for adjusting and living in a less complicated world, for having any of my desires met, but pangs of yearning are so much less violent than my baseline state of being, so I'm going to learn to live with it. My tour guide through the whole experience was a man named Ty Betteridge. That's what he told me his name was. He's the guy that interviewed me at the end of the previous episode. Tall, dignified, formal even when he doesn't need to be. The slightest hint of a British accent that only comes out when he's talking too fast and it just slips. A man who speaks slower than me in a way that I'm not going to do justice. A consistently professional man, no matter what the situation is. His job was to acclimate me without letting me know too much about what was going on. A tough line to strike. He asked me more questions in the preliminary interrogation than I described to you because a lot of it was about my history, and you already know about that. After that, he gave me a pill, explaining that it prevented nausea. Then I was out of the room via time travel and into a larger facility, one with doors connecting the rooms thankfully. The Flintite compound is huge and professional looking, or it's going to be huge and professional looking someday, I can't really say. One of the ground rules for anyone dealing with me is that I was never allowed to know the time period that I was experiencing. It could have been contiguous with the moment that I left Matt's house. It could be 100 years in the future. It didn't feel like the past. The temporal location of the organization was something that was privy to only members of the organization, and I was not a member. The place looked modern, but not necessarily futuristic. I mean, I guess the future isn't going to be all chrome, but this just looked like a big tech company campus. A big place with big open areas, clean, minimalist, sensible, amenable. It felt professional, like professional experts working a job in their area of expertise. Ty told me to expect a series of interviews about what had happened to me, what I had seen, and what I hadn't. And I got to ask him some questions myself. Here is my recollection of one such interview, the first one between myself and Ty. The conversation that we had right after he removed me from the time travel box and walked me through the Flinchite complex. I don't want you to think of this as an interrogation, Ty said. You are not in trouble, nor are you in danger. Think of it as a hybrid, a friendly conversation, and an information-gathering session for the organization. So like a more friendly interrogation, I replied. More like, I'm going to tell you how it is going to be, and there will be some questions along the way. Mostly from you, actually, I would imagine, he said, smiling. Okay, well, if I get to ask questions, and let's get started. I've got a ton, I said. My first question is about why you are seemingly treating me so well. I haven't been cordial with the Flinchites before this. They attacked me in my cabin, and so I sent one to Kazakhstan as retaliation, I explained. Why would you put in effort into making me comfortable? Kazakhstan? No, that guy ended up in a mountaintop in Kyrgyzstan. He had to be rescued by a group of pastoralists living nearby. It's a miracle that they found him at all, he said. But that makes sense. Over security was not working with high-resolution technology at that time. More importantly, those guys are just, uh, well, th- we call them boots, meaning boots on the ground. They aren't exactly the guys that you'll see hanging out in the office. They are hired guns. Sometimes we need things done that can't be done by pressing a button from here, so we send them out to get their hands dirty on our behalf. Not everything can be solved with soft power and time travel. Sometimes you actually do need true material force. I've actually never met any of them. Okay, I get that, I said. I continued without missing a beat. I was not going to risk the answer well running dry. Well, if I get another question, then what is this place actually? I've only ever heard of you as Flinchites. Ty laughed. Ha! <laughs> That's so funny that you picked up that word somewhere. Where did you hear that? I would prefer to keep that to myself, I said, betraying my change in demeanor. I didn't want to drag Anne into this if she wasn't already on their radar. I knew that she had encountered the boots but my story to tie up to this point had carefully omitted Anne, as well as anyone else who could possibly be omitted without outright lying. Understandable. You do not have to tell us everything in order to be useful to us. As far as the official title of our organization, we don't have a publicly available name. Sorry. Feel free to call us the Flinchites, though. The other employees here will get a big kick that you know that word. He was quiet a moment, thinking about what I had just told him. (laughs) Huh. Flinchites. Good grief. But I'm afraid that I have questions for you as well. Specifically, I'm going to be blunt with you. We want to know how you orchestrated 357-A. The attack, you mean? I asked. Yeah, there's a really long name for it in our events records, but we just call it 357-A. I didn't orchestrate 357-A, I said. If that's why I'm here, then you made a mistake. We can't be certain that you did, Ty said, but we are nearly certain. Certain enough to put you through all of this trouble. "'Just as I am certain enough that the sun will not crash into the earth tomorrow, "'that I set an alarm clock to get up for work. "'We aren't just meddling in your life for the hell of it.' "'Well, then whatever happens happens in the future, I guess. "'Future relative to the attack, I mean. "'Future relative to me, to this Mike Walters. "'Because I don't know anything. "'Why not find a Mike Walters further in the future and ask him?' I asked. "'We tried that,' Ty explained. A Mike Walters further in the future, even a day further in the future from the time that we acquired you, for that matter, could not be reached for comment. I found that very concerning. (laughs) What does that mean? I asked. We don't fully understand what that means. Obviously, if you were dead, we would not be able to contact you after you died. But there is no evidence that you were dead immediately after the time that we interrupted you, either. There is no evidence of anything. We cannot track you at all. This has happened a few other times, but the nature of those anomalies, their potential solutions, and the names of those involved are not something that I can share with you. That probably isn't satisfying, but on the bright side, it's highly unlikely that you are going to drop dead of a heart attack or something like that in the next few years. We would end up with a record of that if it happened, I think. Dead people are unsurprisingly bad at covering their tracks. I took a moment to process this information. There was a chance that it was good news. If I really was the architect behind the attack, maybe I had some sort of power in the future, one that the Flinchites couldn't understand or subvert. This thought was immediately met with a deep pessimism. (laughs) No, of course it's not! Mike Walters, you complete fucking rube, really? At no point have I ever been or will I ever be at the top of the food chain. Professional environment or not, this was a spider's web that I was in. They probably couldn't see me later because I'd be in someone else's spider web. (laughs) (sighs) top of the food chain jesus well i don't know anything i imagine that you knew that i didn't know anything when you kidnapped me or you assumed that i knew very little right like you knew that i was legitimately on vacation we talked about this so why bother with my input at all i asked If you want to know what it says regarding your input on all of the important paperwork, we are interested in exploring your temporal perspective on 357a and to receive consultation for boots operations. We want to know what happened and what you think. Regardless of who you are now, you are going to become the man responsible for 357a. It hasn't happened to you yet, but you are the same person. We think that with the right briefing, you can tell us what you might do as that future person with a high level of accuracy. If you are given the same options, you will make the same choices. You and your future self contain the same decision-making processes, more or less. Reconstructing the cause and effect of 357A will directly aid our organization in our own endeavors." Okay, that makes sense, I said. But my future self isn't working with you. If he was working with you, then you wouldn't have to track him down. And that indicates to me that I won't be working alongside you forever, at least, and that future Mike might not want me to work with you at all. So why should I trust you if you don't have the Mike Walter seal of approval? Hmm. Ty looked at me thoughtfully. "'Well, we are going to be cordial and professional with you, no matter what you choose to do. Other organizations that have used you for their own ends did not account for how precarious they have made your life. I think that is a mistake. It is how you ended up in our hands and not theirs. However, you are not currently permitted to leave the premises. Without your consultation, the arrangement will stand for an indefinite amount of time.' I scoffed. (laughs) "'So I'm trapped here forever if I don't help you. You've been kind to me in a Stockholm Syndrome kind of way.' but I've been tortured by your organization before. My fucking hand doesn't work. I held up my hand that didn't work. I was trying not to get worked up, but... It was working! Can you tell it was working? (sighs) I could feel the resentment rising in my chest, but it wouldn't do me any good here, so I tried to push it back down. I don't trust you not to torture me, is what I'm saying. Ty looked at me concernedly. He scowled and shook his head. Oh, no, no, no. That was the result of a boots operation. One that was handled poorly, in my opinion, but not a decision that I had control over. You are inside the complex now. Torture would be ineffective. We have contemporary information-gathering techniques that are both humane and convincing, rather than threatening. This was a poor consolation. The description of these techniques felt like they were hiding something sinister that I didn't want to learn about. I did my best to remain calm. I tried to mirror Tai's composure. His calmness would allow me to keep my own composure while I thought about what he was saying. Fine, I mean, I don't think anything I know is worth much anyway. Definitely not to me. Not enough to risk getting... humanely convinced, at least. I don't have any allegiances to Wobegon or to Over or, well, to anybody, except for some of the people I met at Over. Speaking of those people, I don't suppose you can tell me about their status? Ty shrugged. Operations at Over ceased a long time ago. Cleanup operations were just a facade of control after 357A. The Dream of Over died that day, but it took a while for everyone involved to come to terms with that. They did everything that they could to project confidence and competence, but once everything was on television and the thing that everyone was there for was gone, there was no holding it together. That isn't to say that they didn't try for as long as they could. I'm not at liberty to say what happened to any individuals, but honestly, I also could not tell you even if I wanted to, because I simply do not know. There may be a time in the future where you may attempt to contact friends and family under organization supervision for limited times and concerning limited subjects. Uh, Edgar. His name fell out of my mouth before I could think about it. Your husband, you mean, he asked. Boyfriend. I corrected him, wondering if this was an error in their information about me or something else, because this was the second time that Ty had said that. Edgar was also involved in your orchestration of 357A. That is our current understanding. As such, it will be a considerable amount of time before we will be able to allow you to communicate with each other, because unfortunately, for the two of you, we would like for those communications to be strategic, Ty said. Are you holding him too? I asked. No, we do not have him present with us in the way that we have you, he said. He, strangely enough, has also been difficult to track temporally following 357A. Okay, then when is the last time in a... In time, that you can see him, I asked. That is not a question that I can answer. Ty briskly moved on in the conversation. I'm afraid that I am reaching the outer limits of what I am able to tell you about what you want to know. The time has come for me to explain to you what we want you to do, the preliminary steps anyway. Ty walked across the room to a file cabinet, unlocked it, and flipped through until he found a file folder. He returned it and set it on the table face down in between us. The folder remained unopened. The role that Wobegon plays in this whole scenario piques our curiosity. What do you know about that? I gave the game back to Ryan. At least, that's what I thought I did. Wobegon went silent immediately after that. Interesting, he said, so you assume that Ryan is in control again. Considering that my actions on the night that Ryan presumably regained control ended Ryan bothering me and Wobegon bothering me at the same time, that's the only conclusion that I can come to, I said. I tried to contact Ryan after 357A to no avail. Interesting indeed, he repeated. I think it's safe to say that our organization had completely written off Wobegon, both as a threat and as a matter of interest, especially any version of Wobegon that Ryan considered himself in charge of. I mean, I led you through our office just now. Wobegon doesn't have any structure comparable to that, does it? No, it's just Ryan telling guys what to do, I said. One employee working out of his own apartment for a while, and then a handful of guys like me mutilating ourselves for his enjoyment. What makes it all the more strange is that 357a happened right after you returned the game to Ryan. We don't think that is a coincidence, but we don't know how to connect the dots yet. It is one place where your insight will help us immensely. Out of all of the sources that we tried to acquire in the same way that we acquired you, there were no living Wobegon players that we were able to obtain. So not only are you vital to our understanding on 357a, you are vital in our understanding of how Wobegon intersects in this whole equation. As far as we know, you are the only living Wobagon expert in the entire world. He said this nonchalantly, as though he didn't have any expectation that I might have an emotional response to being th- the last living Wobagon person. Uh Anne Hunter? I demanded. I immediately realized I let Anne's name slip and felt regret. I'm not at liberty to say, he said, maintaining his infinite composure. Are they dead? I asked. That information is classified, but I hope it is of some comfort to know that my organization is not one of gods. Just because we aren't able to access someone does not mean that they are dead. I'd like you to take a moment and take some deep breaths before we continue to the next segment of this conversation. It is important to reset before we move on. The next part of the conversation is a request that I believe that you are going to find challenging, but you must obey. Can I get you some water? <laughs> like how that... Because that... he's British. What Water. Can I get you some wa. Uh, yes, please, I do need some water. I've been talking all day, I said. What I really wanted was for him to leave the room for just a second so that I could get my thoughts together. He stood up and left the room. I immediately stood up and began pacing. I was not able to keep pace with my thoughts. What if Anne and Mystery Hunter really were dead? Who else could be dead? Why won't they tell me where Edgar is? What does it mean to be missing from the future? What exactly could these people see or not see? What did I do? Did I really do 357A? Did I drag everyone else into this with me as a result? Was over gone? For how long? What time was I in? Is Edgar my husband? Did I miss something? Would I be able to get back? How long were they going to hold me here? Were they actually going to let me go when they're done or are they just going to kill me? That was roughly the amount of thinking that I was able to fit into the short time between Tyler leaving and coming back with ice water in hand. He examined me standing beside my chair, only stopping my pacing once I noticed that he had entered. "'Well, I see that deep breathing wasn't helpful for you,' he stated matter-of-factly. "'Perhaps some water will help? We do need to get on with this, and we will require your full cooperation, regardless of whether or not you were able to participate with a level head.'" "'Sorry,' I said. "'You have given me a lot to think about, and none of it is good.'" There is nothing to be sorry about, Ty said. We have put you in an unenviable position. Frankly, I think it would be a bit bone-chilling if you weren't experiencing some anxiety right now. I am the one who should be sorry for compounding a difficult situation with a difficult order. It is the nature of our work here. I don't suppose that you flipped through that folder while I was gone. Didn't even cross my mind, I said. That's too bad, he said. I was hoping that you would have looked inside and begun to prepare yourself so that you would be more ready when I came back. I flipped over the file folder and looked at the outside front cover. The word Wobegon was written on the front in block letters, and the words Mike Walters were written in the spot where the tab was. I don't understand, Ty. Uh, Wobegon isn't anything new to me, I said. I can tell you whatever you want about it. I can tell you about anyone that I know that was involved. He stopped me short. We have reason to believe that the processes that allowed Wobegon to function have started up again. We think the game is active and being played again. The Wobegon recruiting methods have come back online, much as they probably were when you started the game. "'Okay, so what?' I asked. "'So we think that this would be an excellent first fact-finding mission for you to participate in,' he said. "'Sure. I mean, who do you want me to talk to? I can try to get a hold of anyone. "'You might have to help me with regards to how to contact people across time here, though,' I said. "'Or if you need help guiding your boots, as you call them, through the game, I can do that too.' I did a messy job when I played the game, but I've spent the last several months thinking about how I could have done better. "'Sorry, we think this might be an excellent first fact-finding mission for you to participate in,' he said, his emphasis suggesting that he was saying something that I was not understanding. "'Participate in,' I asked. "'Participate in,' he said one final time. I opened the file folder and looked inside. Tai began explaining as I was reading. "'We need someone with a breadth of knowledge about the game.' As a result of the strength of our own in-house technology, we will be able to seamlessly present you as someone with a different identity and location. The game won't ever know that it is you. We have a specific plan in mind, one that only works if the person playing the game is someone who has played the game under all of the different iterations and game runners. It is a plan that requires masking and unmasking you to people within the structure of Volbagon for reconnaissance purposes. Mike Walters is the only person who can accomplish this plan. Do you understand now? I understood by the time that I was asking him to repeat himself, but I didn't want to believe it. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't parse it into my understanding of the world. I would attempt to internalize it and then immediately think, no, that's, that's not right, that's, that's not true, why are you lying? And attempt to dismiss it. And yet here was Ty Betteridge in a file folder full of plans telling me what was going to happen what I was going to have to do if I ever had a hope of getting out of this place, of seeing anybody that I ever knew ever again, of getting my life back, my precarious life, as Ty had put it. I'm playing Wobegon again, I said. You're playing Wobegon again, Ty replied. So I played Wobegon again. This has been we'll be gone. next time we'll be gone. again thanks for playing So we think that this would be an excellent fa- first fact-finding mission. So we think that this would be an excellent first fact-finding mission for you to participate in, he said. <laughs> Planning for your next
0: trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen